Welcome to Closer to Venus. I'm Johnny Burke, and today's guest is Arielle Williams. She is an intuitive guide, deep space astrologer, and author of 5D, Ordinary Descriptions of an Extraordinary Shift. Today, we will be talking about our collective quantum leap into the fifth dimension consciousness, also known as New Earth and Ascension. Ariel, welcome to the program. Thank you, Johnny. It's great to be here with you and all of your listeners. Excellent. What is 5D exactly, and how did you discover this realm? 5D is the fifth dimension, and it's reflected in an evolutionary shift into our highest consciousness that we've ever had as a history of humanity. We've gone through when we were the cavemen all the way through to our consciousness now, and we're making the biggest leap that we have ever made. It's evolutionary. It's happening for humans. It's happening for our earth. It's happening for our cosmos. It's a shift in consciousness, like at the time of the Renaissance, where we're waking up to the full capacity of being human. So is that a shift from what is often described as 3D to 5D? That's exactly right, Johnny. Yeah, 4D is about time. In 3D, time is linear, past, present, and future in a straight line, basically. In 5D, all of those are one. It's seamless, and we go beyond time. The Industrial Revolution did a job on us where they imprinted man as a machine. Those robber barons and all of the Industrial Revolution barons, they moved from farming to factories. They did a job on people and our consciousness about having to operate as a machine. And we're moving out of that consciousness. And as we do, we open up to the fuller experience of time as nonlinear. You are an intuitive guide and a deep space astrologer as well. How did you get started on your path? And again, how did you actually discover what 5D even is? I'm a boomer. And in the 60s, there was this song, The Age of Aquarius, by the group The Fifth Dimension. I had older brothers and sisters. I'm very familiar with this. Yes, exactly. And you cannot make this up. It was so serendipitous that this group called The Fifth Dimension sings this song about the age of Aquarius. And I really invite your readers to look up the lyrics, to do a Google search and bring that song up and I happen to be an Aquarius. That's my sun sign. So I have that imprint of going forward of the new age. I was always a hippie. I was always interested in the integration of holistic health and natural remedies and being your own healer. So that was always my thing. But when I heard that song, even though I was young, like 18 or so, it imprinted something. And I've always been going forward to this time. That's how I basically got started. I knew it was coming. And then in the 80s, in 1987, in August 16th and 17th, there was a worldwide event. And this is some three or four years before the internet. It was the Harmonic Convergence. And Dr. Jose Agrulis, who was the expert on the Mayan calendar, facilitated a worldwide gathering and people around the world went to the power spots or the nature spots in their community. 
I was living in Rochester, New York at the time, and we went to a place near Canandaigua Lake, and we spread wildflower seeds, and we did a ritual, and we just connected on an energetic heart level with people from around the world. And again, before the internet, so this was a big deal. So that was the harmonic convergence. We knew that something big was coming, and that was 1987. Then there was 1995 and 1997, 2000, 2002, 2005, and we get to 2012. I've tracked all of those and just moved along. There are many names for this. Many people call it the New Earth. Many people call it the Ascension. It's definitely the shift that is happening that is waking us up. You mentioned an imprint. Today, we would call that a download where something happens, you have some kind of transference of energy and you just have a knowing. Is that about what that is or am I just completely off base? No, it was a download. It is an imprint. We do not understand our world. The neuroscientists tell us that our consciousness takes up about 5% of what's actually happening. And There's big mystery, but I always knew that something better than the suffering we were all in was on its way. So why do you suppose this is happening now? And the reason I ask that is because if the shifting from the Piscean Age to the Aquarian Age, that may have started 500 years ago, or it may start 500 years from now. How do you know this is actually happening right now? Our direct experience Mm -hmm. and what feels resonant for us. I wrote this book, A 5D Ordinary Descriptions of an Extraordinary Shift. I wrote it for people who know nothing about it. In the book, I track all of the things that I was paying attention to that point to this shift. I'll go over them briefly. One is gender fluidity. Are these the five pillars? No, these are the markers that address your question of how can we say this is happening now. It's such a shift from the third dimension. There are several of these, and the first is gender fluidity. In the past 10 years, where we have transgender people on the covers of magazines, they're being stars on television shows, the mainstream has accepted And I know many people who are walking that path are challenged constantly by bias and discrimination and safety threats. The other one is the power to the people. We've seen Black Lives Matter, all of the protests that bring it to the streets, Occupy Wall Street, people thought that wasn't successful. So this is another part where the hierarchy is dissolving. I think what you just said about the hierarchy dissolving is a direct reference of shifting from one dimension to another. Absolutely. When you were young, did you have intuitive experiences, maybe seeing spirits or reading energy or anything psychic or anything like that? When I was 10 years old, we were at my grandmother's house and we were getting ready to leave and I was sitting on the steps And something shifted in my consciousness. I don't know what happened, but it was a marker. It was a definite awakening, and I had no frame of reference for it. But yeah, something happened when I was 10. What's interesting about discussions about 5D, people that do come on to Closer to Venus, many of them 
do you have past life memories? So I always ask, how far do your memories go back? And some go back into ancient civilizations. I don't. That's because some of the people that do have memories believe that thousands of years ago, we did live in a fifth dimension consciousness where things like telepathy were completely normal. You mentioned something about the five pillars of access to 5D. These five pillars came to me after I wrote the book, and I saw that there's... I'm all about helping people, and how do you do this? It's all... I, I Like, I felt that these five pillars were how you access 5D. And the first one is unconditional love. That is the basis of 5D, is that we operate from our heart, we let go of the mind as being the controller, and we operate from our heart, and we love unconditionally. And the trick here, Johnny, is we have to love ourselves unconditionally. That's mm -hmm. the work. And from there, we can love other people. The second pillar is to live by intuition. The third pillar is a new relationship with time, and we mentioned that before. And then the fourth pillar is letting go. And oh boy, I can't tell you how much that is active in making this shift to 5D. We have to let go of what was, we have to let go of who we are, and in that process, we allow what wants to be to evolve, to happen. The, the fifth pillar is sovereignty. We must live in our sovereignty, and that relates to the power to the people, how we claim our own power. And it's interesting that the queen died, and in the queen dying, that archetype ended, and we can all claim the archetype of being the queen or the king of our own life. It's not that we don't follow orders or do things, but we it depends on what is authentic for us. You had mentioned that these five pillars came to you after you read the book. Now, was this an imprint? Was it a download? Was it... I think so, yes. Right. Yeah. How can we tell the difference between, let's say, an imprint and just our imagination? It's really interesting you use that word, imagination, because the guy, I'm forgetting his name now, but he founded the Waldorf School. He was a mystic, and he said that imagination was just as important as intuition or inspiration, that we need imagination. So I think to answer your question, it's a felt experience for me. It's not just a heady thing or an abstract thing. It's a real visceral, physical experience, a sensate experience, if you will. Okay. You basically describe yourself as a deep space astrologer. How did that happen? And what exactly is a 5D astrology reading? Okay, thank you for asking that question, Johnny. In 1995, I met the leading galactic astrologer, Philip Sedwick. He's out of Arizona, and he works with pulsars, quasars, black holes, and their influence in our chart. He is such a pioneer and his work is amazing. And so he introduced me to that. Since 2000, there have been all of these new planets discovered, and they're in the Cooper Belt, this part of the sky that is opening up to us. And so over the past couple of years, I've been aware of this, and my readings have gone from working with about 10, 15 planets or points of access 
to 65. There's a handful of people who are putting work out there about this software application that lists them. I'm using that, finding them, finding out where they are, and I'm doing my own deep dive study into what they mean and how they help. And I'm writing my blog posts from the perspective of these 5D planets. They're they're technically called dwarf planets, but that can be a derogatory term. And another astrologer calls them 5D planets, and that's what I call them too, because they're amazing, Johnny. They are so amazing. They are helping us. They work together, and they are helping us lift our consciousness. As I said at the very beginning, this shift is not only happening for human beings, it's happening for everything that has life. And clearly, the planets have life. Many people refer to Earth as Mother Earth, and it is a living being. Even a rock has life, believe it or not. Yes, totally, for sure. Everything. So 5D planets, do any of these planets have names? Yes, they do have names. They're not well known. In my blog post, I list the ones that for every two weeks from the new to the full moon and the full moon to the end. And I list the ones that I'm looking at in that two-week time frame. So yeah, they all have names, basically. Okay. They've been named for creation deities. Can you tell us a couple of those names? Oh, sure. I have them right here. There's Arroth, A-R-R-O-K-O-T-H. And this name comes from a Native American tribe in the Baltimore area. And we actually have a photograph of Arkoff. It happened by a flyby. They were able to capture it. And it's two bodies that have been fused into one. So the work of Arkoff is that it helps us integrate pieces into the whole. So that's one of them. And then there's a censure, it's called hylonome, H-Y-L-O-N-O-M-E, and it has to do with grief. And I can't tell you, Johnny, how many readings I do where this planet is prominent and the, the person involved, the person who's charted is, is dealing with really old grief, very old, an old wound grief. They're carrying it. They might not even be conscious of it. A third one is chaos. We understand that term. We understand that language. But chaos really means the void and the emptiness. So again, there's a ton of them. How did you come to learn about these planets and what they represent and how to work with them in your readings? I have finished a training program. Alan Clay, who is in New Zealand, he has Dwarf Planet University. And I studied in that, we studied 10 of them in depth. We had six weeks to look at 10 of these planets. And in the fall of last year, the sky opened up. It just gave such meaning and purpose to my life to do a deep dive exploration into finding out what these planets mean and how they work with us. That's what I'm involved in doing right now. And that's what I bring to my work with my readings. I'm working on a database of all of this information. Are you eventually going to have that listed on your website? Well, I'm not sure what format it will be in, but yes. How can this work help us find our life purpose? You did mention something about this during our last talk. The feedback that I get from people that have readings with me, what happens is 
that they report blind spots. I always felt that, but I could never put it into words. One person said recently, you helped me see my blind spots. My message is that even though you don't believe in astrology, I have the capacity to communicate the information in everyday language. We don't really use the astrology jargon and the reading. I bring it down to basics of what such and such means and the application for it. That's my work, basically. And if I remember correctly, you don't work with spirit guides or ancestor spirits or anything like that in your readings, right? I call them all in before we start the work. They're really important, but that's not my channel. I don't see them. I don't necessarily hear them or feel them. We do an invocation where we call them all in before, but I'm basically working with the planetary energy, and that's what seems to come through. Okay, so you do an invocation, but you don't really communicate them like other readers, like somebody who does past life readings or a medium or a shaman or anything like that, but you do acknowledge their existence. Do you believe that we all have spirit guides? Absolutely. We must rely on ourselves as sovereign, divine beings. And so, yes, we have the spirit guides, we have the angels, we have all of these incredible protectors and informants to help us. But the power is within. We have to activate our own sovereignty, our own divinity. The shamans and the intuitives and the other mystics say the same thing. We are divine beings. I just thought this might be a type of a reading where you don't have to get the information from your spirit guide or your the sitter's spirit guides in the fashion that other intuitives do. It's all a mystery. We enter the work with our hearts open in a sacred space. We ask for all the help available, all the help possible, and then we just go into the work. For me, the planets are living energy and they communicate. And the way that I work is a standalone astrology reading. My preference is to work in a series of three where we do the astrology reading And then a week or two later, we do a guided imagery. That's where the 5D planets that are prominent in that person's chart, we do a relaxation first, then we can get the information. And then we travel out to deep space, and the person has a communication with that planet that I'm not privy to. It's their communication. Then the people gain information from that. Then in a week or two later, we have a session where we pull it all together These are high energies. They come through the heart. It involves letting go of control, letting go of mind, figuring it out, and it moves to feeling. I wanted to ask you this as well. It's something which is on your website. We live in an interactive world, and we are best served when we rely on both the physical and the metaphysical. How did you come up with that? That was another imprint or another download, Johnny. It's my understanding of work. It's almost like the integration of right and left or masculine, feminine, real and imaginal. The physical is very real. We actually live in a physical world, but we are spiritual beings. And we have, like you say, all of these helpers and all of this support from beyond the veil that we can't see, we can't necessarily touch but it's accessible. So I feel like we have to absolutely integrate the physical with the metaphysical in order to be the whole that we are. 
We have a body, but we also have a spirit. We have a heart. We have a mind. We have to integrate all of these, and it's not easy. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners? Yes, I would love to share that the most recent cultural phenomena in the United States, Damar Hamlin, that is a fifth dimension experience. The whole country united around this guy woke up to the actual dangers involved in a football. They, they saw it for the first time. And he's all through the heart. It's all through his heart. So I would love to get a look at his chart. But this is a fifth dimension experience where the whole country and even beyond our country connected at the heart level without taking sides, without judgment, just with pure care and love. So that's an example of 5D. Very nice to watch. I think we need more moments like that. So, Arielle, thanks for joining us today. How can our listeners find you online? My website, arielaurealwilliams.com. I welcome questions and connections. Good. I'll put that in the notes and the transcript as well. You've been listening to Closer to Venus. I'm Johnny Burke. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing. You can also leave us a review on iTunes as well. For more info, please go to closertovenus.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.